Welcome to the Life on Time Become Inspired podcast with Dr. Alistair Bailey, Jeremy Bielas and John Ford. Hello and welcome to the fourth edition of Life on Time's Become Inspired podcast. Uh, today we have got our usual crew, uh, Jez Bielas, Dr. Bear and myself, John Ford. And today we are going to be talking about sleep. Uh, sleep is something that is vital to all of us. Uh, some of us say that we need less sleep than others. Um, I certainly need quite a few hours. Um, and first off, really, guys, I just would like to talk to you all about sleep and how you're getting on in in the current climate. We're currently still in lockdown, coming hopefully to the end of it. And um, I definitely have struggled with my sleep. What about you guys? Have you had any issues? I'll go first, shall I, doctor? Because uh, I feel like you want me to go first. Um, <laughs> hello, Dr. Bear. Hello, John. Uh, this is good. Hello. We're hello. in the swing of this now. Uh, and if I get loud and loud and loud, you need to say, just turn it down. Um, so actually, re- I was just thinking then, John, as you were talking about sleep, yesterday morning, this morning, in fact, I got up at five to one to do a charity workout with my police officer friend who was on a night shift. And yeah, and I, I agreed to this about a month ago. So lockdown was on and it's all to raise money for um, PPE. So it, the idea was 20, 24 hours of workouts to raise as much money as possible. Right. So, yeah, I feel we were just saying off air. I feel really, really rough today. Um, I, I'm not ill. I just I just feel rough. And that and that broken sleep. And I'm gen, like generally and I'm a dad of two boys, young boys, seven, eight year old. I've been so lucky with my sleep. And I'm, I'm an eight hour um, a night kind of guy. I generally get that pretty much seven to eight hours. I sleep really well. I sleep heavy. But getting up at five to one, doing a half an hour workout, and then going back to bed and going straight back to sleep has absolutely broken me today. But, but the, the thing is, though, that's completely, I mean, you'd never normally do that. No, and, not. <laughs> yeah, what, and why? Well, why would I explained why. It's because my commit, police officer. Commit yourself. Yeah. My police officer friend. <laughs> one of those things where I thought, you know what? This is, you know, this is, we're in lockdown. It'll be fine. You know, I'm working from home. But yeah, I had a, I had a busy day today and. Yeah, it's it's re- on a Sunday. On a Sunday, Monday morning is the worst. No, it's not well. normal. Bad choice. It didn't feel like a normal Sunday. I didn't. I'm not. We haven't even talked about the Sunday night blues. I haven't been getting those. I would never normally do it, but I did it. It was fine. But yeah, it has really affected me today. It's made me ratty. It's made me impatient. So yeah, I think sleep. Interesting one. I would never normally do that. Normally, I sleep great. Didn't have a great night's sleep. Not feeling great today. But previous to that, I mean, that was obviously an unusual night. So have you, since the lockdown, have you struggled with no, sleep at all? No, no. P- p- personally, no, not really. Um, I'm no. so, again, being a PE teacher, and I've talked before in previous episodes about going a little bit mad with working out. That's kind of my coping mechanism is to go to the workouts and the, and the exercise. I'm so active in the day. And a lot of the lessons that I'm doing through school are live workouts and live sports sessions. So it's just constantly go 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 as soon as it gets to 9 30 10 o'clock i'm starting to fall asleep on the sofa i'm quite happy to go to bed i'm a sad pathetic middle-aged man and i'm and i'm <laughs> happy to get my head down. but I, i'm very lucky and i think a lot of that we're all dads and you know any parents listen to this so much of it comes down to parenting luck parenting style all those things just you know whatever and my two boys 
a bit like me. They're so on the go. They hit their heads at the pillow, they go to sleep and they're normally zonked. So that's really helped. So, you know, I've slept. I haven't, I don't think the lockdown's affected my sleep. It's good. I mean, I, I, I think I've, I've struggled a bit. I mean, a bit of stress, like with work, uh, my other business that I've got. Um, and obviously with the uncertainty, I've, I've had some really weird dreams as well. Like I've been dreaming, which I've, I've researched and, um, I've found out that actually that's quite normal. So, yeah, I've... But well, actually, I've John, the dream you told me about, not at all. Not so normal. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about that on the podcast, as I said. <laughs> the, um, but, I mean, being, in all seriousness, though, I mean, the uh, sleep is important. And Dr. Bear, I mean, how have you been sleeping? And I guess you know you know why it's important as yeah. well, don't you? My my sleep's been pretty varied, to be honest. Like, I used to be an absolutely horrific sleeper. Like it would, I'd be guaranteed to take between two and three hours a night to get to sleep. And at the peak of my um, struggles with it, I can't have been clearing more than four or five hours a night. Really? Uh, and just, yeah, and it really profoundly affected just about everything. Um, you know, from my sort of appetite, because my blood sugars are all over the shop. The same as Jez is saying, kind of irritability in my mood was really badly affected. Um, just general kind of lethargy, just had absolutely nothing in the tank through the day. And I've I've gradually got better and better as I've sort of fine-tuned kind of what works for me. And now generally have no problems at all dropping off. If I'm stressed, uh, I tend to wake early. Uh, and, you know, obviously, said before, sort of working in the NHS, it's a bit stressful at the moment. Um, so it's been a fair bit of stress so you know certainly have done and I've always been a bit of a light sleeper and my little girl is a kind of start starts to rustle you know about half four five o'clock so as soon as I hear her clattering about I'm I'm kind of I'm done so how many hours how many hours would you say you're getting at the moment I'd say what I need is seven and a half seven hours and that's I, and you'll I get, get I get that most of the time if I'm if I'm having a bad night, then it'd probably be a bit less than that. But rarely would it be much less than that because I think I've got pretty good at looking after it, really. And Jez, how many hours do you? I'm get? seven to eight hours a night. I think I think yeah. yeah, and I think you know, interestingly, we um, we have an Olympic judo uh, champion who does who does sessions for our school. So he did Monday is his is his day. Um, we should get him on the podcast at some point. He's a very interesting chap from a sports psychology point of view, all over goal setting and, and all the good stuff we talk about. And actually, he was talking to me today, and I, we were talking about what I did yesterday. And he said, "Yeah, you're, you're an idiot." And then he started about he started talking about sleep. He said, "You know, for him, that the big, the two biggest changes he's made as an athlete, as an elite Olympic athlete, he's got, he, he's Commonwealth champion from 2014." Was not drinking any alcohol and always getting at least eight hours. He said eight to ten hours. He said they're the two biggest things that have changed his performance in judo um, more than anything else, he said. So that was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, the, how I feel after, I mean, I get probably between seven and eight, I'd say the same as you, but I've got kids that wake up and dogs that wake up and things that bother me in the night. Um, but if I get eight to nine hours sleep, I'm like a different person compared to if I get six to seven. I mean, I'm just like so much more productive. Your diet's better. I eat better. It's just, it's like a, it's like a vicious circle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, there's studies out there now saying, you know, it affects your immunity. Um, you know, there's lots of things that sleep's important for. I mean, 
psychologically, uh, Bear, what, what are the why is sleep so important? When it's your, fundamentally, your, it's when your when your body's sort of cleaning itself, when it's recovering, when it's you know, particularly for younger guys, it's when you're kind of doing all the growing. Um, and I'm sure you're going to get onto it in a bit, but it's why kind of kids need more sleep than adults do. Um, there's just so much goes on during sleep, and kind of as a, you know, emotionally kind of um, a period to recover as well. It's an important kind of resource for you because your brain's using up so much sugar during the day and needs sort of time to reset and clean itself. Um, and if you don't get good quality sleep, then you're really going to struggle, and it just keeps on having a knock-on effect. Um, yeah. And do you know the obviously? Like what you just said, I think with teenagers, I mean that's our main main area with life on time, um, and sleep is one of the key principles. the The key area or the key reason is because they're in a different stage of development. Is that like yeah. obviously the brain's doing different things? And yeah. um, I mean, we've got actually man, we've got Mandy Gurney. The good good time to just mention it. We've actually got a sleep kids sleep specialist coming on later on the show, uh, who's going to hopefully talk to us a little bit more about how and why and what, what you can do for your teenagers and actually ask the, answer the question of how many hours a teenager needs. I think they actually need more, a lot more than probably what we do. Um, and that's the main reason you think for, for you, Bear, is yeah. that obviously for yeah. younger people they need. Absolutely, need yeah. Yeah, because you, you imagine the things that are growing, like physically how much they're growing, all the sort of you know hormone systems that are kicking in, um, just how, you know, life life is exhausting for teenagers um so if they if they didn't get it they would they would struggle as a consequence yeah yeah i mean I, yeah i think um it'd be quite probably a good opportunity to get mandy on in a bit uh jez have you got anything just before we do um within your school uh with any of your students um i know it's difficult because obviously you haven't seen any of them but sleep does that ever come into play when you're at school like if you think of your teaching whole teaching experience with teenagers yeah it definitely does i mean it's um it's often quite obvious to a teacher if a child hasn't been sleeping well you obviously you can see sometimes if someone looks tired or whatever um the, the message that we often push in schools um especially over the last few years is technology before bed and that's something, again, that we haven't really talked about. I know for me, actually, just thinking, I have been sleeping well in lockdown, but one thing I've got really bad at in the last seven weeks is being on my phone before bed. Normally, when I'm in a working week, I'll really try and put that phone away. I won't check, you know, I will not check an email or go on it maybe an hour before I go to sleep. But I've been, I've been really bad since lockdown. I've been on my phone and using it as that cooling off period or whatever, and I know that's not good for me. The thing is now... Um, children are so exposed to technology aren't they it is everywhere mm. and a lot of my friends who are parents of older children teenagers say that is one of the most difficult things and John this might resonate with you with your girls getting a bit older is trying to take phones and computers and everything away from kids if they are in their rooms and you can't you know that's so difficult to police and often that is you know especially boys that's a real problem with boys playing on the PlayStation or whatever till three, four in the morning and then you get a couple of hours of sleep and going into school. Um, that's something that comes yeah, up a lot. That's, yeah. So yeah, for yeah, te that's, teachers, yeah. that's one of the simplest messages. We talk about that. We talk about trying to leave the phone alone or, or turn off Snapchat or turn off the PS4, whatever it is, 
um, an hour, two hours before bed. But again, trying to get teenagers to do that is very difficult. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my, my two, I mean, they're all roadblocks at the moment, but actually that's actually working out. It's hard because although I don't want them on it, it's actually they're talking to their friends while they're on it. So it's like their social interaction. So outside of lockdown, then yeah, you wouldn't want them on it at a certain point. Well, actually it's their own, at the moment, it's their only opportunity to talk to people. So it's a real, ba- it's a fine balance. Um, and yeah, we've obviously, I think everybody's learning on the job, aren't they? So, but hopefully we've got Mandy on the line uh, and she is going to be able to give us some hints and tips and actually be able to tell us, you know, maybe what, what we should be doing. So um, thanks guys. Um, and I've got Mandy on here now. So hi, and welcome to Mandy Gurney. Thank you for taking the time to uh, come on our podcast. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, First off, I mean, it'd be good just to get some background on you and your business and what you do. Hi, John. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me to come and talk about my most favourite subject in the whole world, sleep. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so my, my background goes back a few years now. I trained as a general nurse. I then trained as a midwife and a health visitor and worked for about 15 years as a health visitor. But it was when I had my first child that I realised how important it was to have good sleep because he had very severe reflux and food allergies and didn't sleep and I looked at what we knew about sleep as health professionals and that was 27 years ago and it was very very little little no research much at all and we certainly didn't know how to support parents so that's what started me on this whole trail and um, led me to setting up a sleep clinic within the NHS and then 20 years ago setting up Millpond Sleep Clinic and we now help families all around the world with babies right through to teenagers with a whole range of sleep issues. And we do a lot of training in the NHS as well. So I spend all my days thinking about sleep, talking about sleep. (laughs) So I'm totally immersed in sleep. (laughs) Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's obviously what we we wanted to get you on. I mean, I think obviously we're looking targeting more on the teenager side of things and and especially focused, I mean, with the current climate, the current crisis that we're in and lockdown. Um, some of the key things we sort of want to try and find out from you, I guess, is, you know, how much sleep do you think teenagers should be trying to get um, during lockdown? Should it change? Because there's a lot more opportunity to sleep. Mm. Um, yeah, and we'll ask you just a couple of questions after that. But generally speaking, is it, do you think sleep should change at all uh, during lockdown? Should they yeah. get more sleep, less sleep? Yeah, it's interesting. So, I mean, teenagers have a very unique sleep pattern. So they have something called a phase delay. So it's it's all linked to their melatonin production. Melatonin is very important for initiating our sleep and we need high levels at bedtime. But some children, even as young as nine or ten, um, are having a shift in their melatonin production time. And it can be as much as two hours later than it was produced when they were younger children. So that means that they often don't want to go to sleep till much later than they did before, and they want to carry on sleeping through to the morning. Now, oh, that okay. can be a problem if they're having to get up for school or for college at a set time. So it might be if they're not having to get up for a set time at the moment because of the coronavirus and the lockdown, at the moment they might actually be getting more sleep than than they would on a on a sort of a regular weekday when they're having to get up. In the oh morning. wow! So you say almost just almost that actually it's okay for them to 
sort of go to bed a little bit later and sleep in a little bit longer? Well, you know, it's how much because your sleep can easily drift. So if you don't have a kind of regular time for going to sleep, but more importantly, a regular time for waking up, your sleep can drift later and later and later. So we need to anchor the sleep in a set place. So what often you're finding with that kind of age group is there's a lot of things that they're trying to fit into the end of the day. So they might have been at school, they're coming home, they might have been doing after school clubs, trying to fit in homework, trying to fit in social stuff, going online, on their phones, all sorts of social media. And then by the time they finally get to sleep, it could be as late as one o'clock in the morning. Then the alarm's going off at 6.37 and they're trying to drag themselves out of bed. It's like you or I being woken up at four or five o'clock in the morning and then starting the day every single day. And the weekends, they're trying to catch up by having a lie in. But it's very difficult to make up that level of sleep deprivation just over a weekend. You cannot pay back your sleep debt over a weekend. So they're functioning with an underlying sleep debt the whole time and not even knowing what it's like to feel refreshed and um, like you've had enough sleep. So it might be at the moment because they're not having to get up in the morning, they are actually getting a bit more sleep. than. So they actually might be actually feeling better than what they would normally if they're on a normal daily routine I guess I guess the key thing I mean it might be more specific advice for when we do get out of lockdown because um maybe in it might be when this this podcast is released uh because I I know we're going to be potentially coming out of it in the next uh couple of weeks possibly or it being easing down that I guess it will be how they structure their sleep from from then and how they get back to normal so yeah from what from my understanding of sleep which is obviously far far uh, limited compared to yours but from my research that is very key to keep a structure um mm. and you know you're going to bed at the same time every night and you're trying to wake up so i guess i guess they can sleep in now but they've almost got to be ready to get back to normal i guess yes exactly so what can happen is you get a kind of a social jet lag where you're actually in a different time zone to the rest of the population so we need to shift them back into local time so it's like they've gone sort of halfway across europe so they're sort of probably on russian time zone (laughs) (laughs) so we need to bring them back to uk time zones And the way to do that is start waking up a bit earlier in the morning. So you have to be very structured about your waking up time. And you can do it incrementally, sort of 15 minutes every day or every few days. Wake up a bit earlier. Get yourself in the light as soon as possible. It's very, very important to stop melatonin production. Get in the light and reset the body clock. And then go to bed a bit earlier the following night. So you keep shifting your body clock a bit earlier and a bit earlier. But the other important part of this is not just the morning, but it's having bedtime routine that runs up to sleep. So looking at all the elements of a bedtime routine, that means they can fall asleep earlier, um, not just keep waking up earlier. And I guess the the dreaded question of screen time (laughs) and technology is a huge part of that routine, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just the light from screens because you can get filters now. It's more to do with content. 
So if you've got your phone in your bedroom and it keeps pinging, it's very hard to resist looking to see what's going on. And that might be might be nice things, but it might also be things that are quite stressful and quite worrying. And it might be that they're reading about the virus. They might be they're reading about their family or their friends or other interactions, which means it's more challenging to go to sleep. So at least an hour before sleep, put screens away. And that's not just the young people, it's parents as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very guilty. I mean, I, after doing this call and after the last couple of weeks, I think I'm going to remove my phone. I, I have it charged on my bed. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think it's a fairly, a fairly normal thing. And I'm fairly good. I don't look at it just before I go to bed. But mm. I think the, I do look at it as soon as I get up. And I think from what my understanding of the research is, it's not necessarily the screen and the brightness now because That's the right. phones, are, phones are a lot better. It's yeah. more the psychological impact of what you're looking at. Yeah, and the anxiety that that creates. So, exactly. yeah. Um, so by the sounds of it, so so routine, we you would say is one of the one of the key things. Um, yeah. Is there yeah. anything? Is that yeah? I mean, is there anything else? So within so, lockdown, obviously they've got a different they've got a different setup. Um, but do you want to do you want to just finish off what you were? You were yeah. So it, it's having a very short routine. So leading up to bedtime as well. So we're looking at no trying to be away from screens. Avoiding caffeine as well, because caffeine actually can last in your system. Um, a half-life of caffeine is, is about, well, it can be up to as much as seven hours. So thinking about what are they drinking leading up to bedtime? Are they having cups of tea or coffee that could affect their ability to go to sleep? Um, it's, it's making sure you have a bath or a shower about an hour or two before bed, because that can really help with melatonin production. It's having that winding down, sort of be in bed, read a book for a little while. But if you can't fall asleep within about 20 minutes and you start feeling yourself getting a bit worried and anxious about that, don't lie there worrying. Get up and go and do something relaxing. Go into another room, read a book for a little while. And then when you start feeling sleepy again, come back to bed and give it another go. Because we quickly form associations and being in bed awake might be something that you start to think is the norm for you. So it's better to get up and go and do something. I, that's what I have heard. I mean, that's one of the key key things I've 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 seen and I've researched that that's what all the experts are saying is that if you're stressed in bed and you're because you've mm. been lying there for 10, 15, 20 minutes, it, the best thing is just to get up, which I think is really, really alien for everybody. But um, yeah, by the sounds of it, it's, it's the thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing we often recommend people do is have a notepad by the bed. So if you've got things that are going round and round and round in your mind, which is easy to happen at bedtime because there's no other distractions, write it down in, in a, on paper, write it in a notepad, get it out of your head so that you're not thinking about it all the time. And a bit of mindfulness is also very good. We would recommend that for anybody really who's struggling to go to sleep. So you know, try a bit of sort of relaxing breathing and 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 some mindfulness meditation. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, we 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 just uh, our previous episode uh, was on mindfulness, and yeah, I mean, there's huge huge research out there that now says that mindfulness directly affects sleep. So, yeah, that's definitely one something that we're we're trying to promote. Um, that's really really helpful. So, top three tips for a teenager if you've got a if you're a parent, a teacher, you've got concerns over uh, a child that may be suffering a little bit at the moment, maybe 
not getting enough sleep or you're concerned about their sleep, what would you what would you say the top three tips would be? Um, well, I think avoiding any kind of news about the coronavirus late in the evening, being away from any kind of screens of any kind, really essential. Then having a very sort of regular bedtime routine, roughly about the same time every night, wind down, don't start engaging in conversations, chatting, even having arguments or discussions during the bedtime routine. So avoid all of that and then get into bed, read for a bit. If you can't sleep, get up, go and do something else. And then when you go back to bed, try a bit of mindfulness. And then in the morning, get up at a regular time. Yeah, I mean, that just, okay, that sounds sounds great. So I hope all our listeners are listening to this and uh, taking notes because I think that's really, really, really good good advice. Um, one final question. This is just something that I've been suffering from. It's been in the news a lot recently. I don't know whether you've got any insight. Um, why are we all dreaming so much in lockdown? Have you um, <laughs> yeah. any insight on that? Yes, no, I, I, I had heard that. It, it's... Uh, dreaming is is something I think we're all fascinated by dreams or we're trying to read something into what the dream was and you know what does it actually mean to us so we got some kind of sixth sense about the future or whatever um, but dreams are, can be a lot more vivid if you're going through some kind of stressful time or if you're particularly worried about things and it's actually much easier to remember a vivid dream than a non-vivid dream so if people are worried about family friends their future I mean there's lots of lots of reasons why people are worrying at the moment so it's creating more vivid dreams the other thing is that we have a lot of people who aren't having to go to work now they may not be commuting or they might be furloughed maybe having a bit more sleep in the morning and that's when we tend to have our dreams is in the sort of the uh, second okay, third of the night so because you're having a little bit more opportunity to have that rapid eye movement sleep, which is generally when we dream, you've got more opportunity to dream as well. And, and dreams are actually a way of helping soothe out worries or anxieties. So often you might be really worried about something when you go to bed, you sleep and then you wake up in the morning. It actually feels a little bit less of a worry. And that's what dreams do. They help smooth out the edges take the fear or the anxiety quite often out of the original worry so it's nature's way of, of helping to soothe us overnight and I, I have heard that as well I mean this just all, all of this I mean sleep is just so important isn't it and I think that's what we want to try and get over to our listeners it's one of life on time's key principles uh, the mind body connection and sleep um, I mean have you got a final point just to sum up on how important sleep is for our listeners because I think there is a Especially with teenagers, they sort of think they don't need it. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, you know, sleep is the one thing that impacts every single part of our body and our mind. There's no one other thing that we can do that has such a positive impact on every part of our body, either emotionally, physically, whatever it is, there's sleep is the one thing that impacts on everything. Um, and you, you're going to suffer much more from having junk sleep than you would from eating junk food. So, you know, when you're thinking about having a healthy lifestyle, sleep has to underpin everything because it really is the foundation. Yeah, 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 yeah. completely agree. So thank you. Uh, thanks a lot, Mandy. That's really, really insightful. And 
yeah, we'd like to get you back at some point, maybe for another podcast when all this crisis is over and we can talk about normal sleep, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be a great pleasure. Yeah, pleasure. That would be lovely. Yes, thank you. And I can carry okay. on talking about sleep. <laughs> you can. Brilliant. Well, thank you. And yeah, speak to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. For more help and advice from Life on Time, please visit our website www.lifeontime.co.uk. There's lots of helpful hints and tips on how to nurture your students' well-being, so please take a look.